a beautiful woman, and a curse for eternity. This is the story of La Ciguanaba. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is Spooky Tales. We're a podcast about Latinx folklore, horror, and uh, more. Just wanted to share before we get started why this podcast was started. Because uh, I was looking for more horror ones. And I was like, wow, this is all about white people. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> and <laughs> more about La Llorona, not La Llorona. I heard, I've heard La Llorona. I was like, Jesus. That's bad. <laughs> it's terrible. And two, like, um, I feel like we're so overlooked as a culture. Like, it's always like three things. La Llorona, el Chupacabras, and Los Duendes. And that's it. I'm like, there's so much more that expands, you know, a lot of countries. And a lot of them are regional to only some towns. And they're not explored. They're not shared. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, before we get started, what is your relationship with like spooky stuff and ghosts? Do you like believe in it or? I, I've had weird experiences, so I can't be like, no, um, weird stuff happens around me all the time. It freaks Andrew and the kids out. Actually, not too long ago, we were uh, sleeping and the curtains, by the way, we have these tall curtains that are blocked by our library. So the kids can't get to it. Plus at the top of that, it's like two o'clock at night. And it sounded like somebody smacked them. I'm talking about they're moving. The window's closed because it's cold and they're moving frantically. And with such a loud sound, you turn on the lights, they're not moving. And we were freaked out because you, in, in the shadows, you could see like the blinds opening, you know, and allowing light from the outside come in. But the moment you turn on the light, they're not moving. It was like a total trip. And I think we slept the rest of the night with, with the lights on. It was terrifying. But like this stuff happens around me all the time. We live in an apartment and you hear a little pitter patter in the kitchen. You hear little kids move. laughing. Um, whenever my niece and nephew come together with, you know, my kids, there's like this energy of children. And for like a few days later, you hear somebody playing with the toys. And like, yeah, so what what I've learned to do is just, you know, take out the batteries of all the electronic toys, you know, like the ones that tickle me Elmo or stuff. We had one that would go off all the time. I was like, nope, you're going, you're going somewhere else. I'm putting you in storage. But stuff like that always happens. And I love the stories because it's like, oh, look, you had a similar experience to me. Also, we were talking about like the strange dreams that I have about Duendes and you too. And that also kind of, you know, got me started into all this because that happened as a child for me. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. I like to say, oh, they're not real to like make myself Calm feel yourself, better. Yeah. yeah. But um, like my mom, my dad, they all say that creepy ass shit has happened to them. And I'm like, yes, yes. I and I've seen... It. 
my mom and I see shadow people all the time. So does and my brother and them and me and Carmen never saw anything. I don't know what it is, but like my grandma, I think it's hereditary at this point. I'm like, my grandma sees it. My mom sees it. And I do too. My son at one point used to see like a lot of stuff. Yeah. They always say there's people that have like the don, the gift of like yeah. gift. Cause is it really a gift? <laughs> it's like not a gift. Like you guys. I have to sleep with the light on sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, Carmen and I have never, ever seen anything. But my brother and my parents all say, oh, yeah, this house, we used to see things all the time. So I think I'm I'm grateful for not having this gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's scary. Like, I mean, it's, it's it's even scarier, like when you have kids that have the exact same thing, because it's like, OK, now now I know I don't tell you stories. So where are you getting this from? Right. Yeah. But. But it, yeah, it's creepy. And yeah, that's pretty much why I'm into it because I've experienced this kind of stuff my entire life. I just, I don't know, it makes me feel like these stories from other people make me feel like I'm not crazy. Yeah. And uh, oh, our first thing we're going to be talking about is La Ciguanaba. She's what, more more like Central American, I would say, because like yeah. my mom had not heard of her. My mom's from Mexico. She hadn't heard of her before meeting my dad, who's from El Salvador. I've heard of her because I, as a child, because my neighbors are Salvadorian. When I was living in San Francisco, my neighbors are Salvadorian. But I actually heard the name used as an insult, like, mira esa ciguanaba. Yeah. Like, this, like, knowing now, I'm like, damn, that's messed up. That horse face. <laughs> oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> but I didn't know what the story was until uh, we, you know, I researched this. So, yeah. You want to kick us off with, with the story? Okay, so La Ciguanaba or Ciguanaba, Cigua in some countries and Cigua in others, La Ciguanaba is a legend from Central America that is a mixture of both colonial and pre-Hispanic origins. The legend of the Ciguanaba can be heard in El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Panama, Nicaragua, and Mexico. Each country has its own variation of the story. Originally named Ciguawet, Beautiful Woman, was a peasant who had an affair in some, you know, in some origins, a marriage with the son of the god Tlaloc, the prince Jason. She became pregnant with a son named Sipitil. Jason left for war, and during this time, Siwawet neglected Sipitil and had multiple affairs and lovers while Jason was gone. After finding out that Siwawet was unfaithful and a horrible mother, Jason's father, the god Tlaloc, became furious with her. The god Tlaloc asked the sun god Huitzilopochtli to help him curse both Sipitil and Siwawet. The god Tlaloc cursed Siwawet with the name Siwanaba, or ugly woman. I think that went pretty well. I agree. <laughs> and I... I give myself props for pronouncing Huitzilopochtli correctly. Hell yeah, I can't, I can't say it. <laughs> These are hard names, okay? In some versions, Siwawet wants the throne all to herself, so she gets a witch to curse Jason and turn him into a monster. This is what makes Tlaloc furious. In other versions, Sipitil is not Jason's son, but a son of one of her lovers. Which, you know, looking back, that makes more sense because we're going to get into Cipitio in the next Cipitio's, um story in the next episode. But it makes sense if his paternity was questioned, why he would also be cursed along, along with his mother. 
Yeah. Like looking back, I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. I read that he was um, El Lucero de la Mañana, Lucifer Morningstar's son, not Yesun, but she was married to Yesun. Which is weird. Like there's this like mixture of Christianity and uh, um, Aztec gods like just merging together i saw that too but i was like that's weird yeah that's this why feels like this version came along after like the spanish yeah that's why i was like this is like a mixture of uh colonial and pre-hispanic legends well it's bound to happen like that's all uh, in america yeah thanks colonizers <laughs> <laughs> thank you so after she was um cursed she was uh, she was given the name Siguanaba, which means ugly woman, and she was cursed to wander the countryside, preying on the what would you call them, man whores? I don't know, mujeriegos. Don yeah, Juanes. like um, Don Juanes, like the um, men with the wandering eye. If you yes, know. yeah. <laughs> um, so they would see her often naked or in like some sort of see-through gown, and she would be kind of like. The, they would see her back and she would be brushing her hair and they would like be lured by her beauty, but it would, it's the back of her. They can't even see her face. Right. And so then when they get close to her, she turns around and it's like this horrible rotting horse face and her, the sight of her scares them to death or makes them go crazy. And yeah. And she also um, lures children to taking the form of their mother. Because I I also saw that she lures the victims into not just like, you know, to scare them, but also into danger, into isolated places like ravines, cliffs, rivers, and lakes to like drown them or make them commit suicide or something. Oh, yes. I So from what I read the in the Guatemala version, she lures people off cliffs, men off cliffs, and then they kill themselves. And then in the Salvadoran version, she lures people if they don't die she lures men deeper and deeper into the woods for them to be like lost for the rest of their lives i mean that'd be scary like to be honest can you imagine like 12 o'clock at midnight in el campo you know you only have the moonlight to light your way if that and like if it's even a moon that day and then you see this oh my god i'd be like no thank you i don't care how good you look i'm out leave. yeah but <laughs> maybe that's because we're not men with wandering eyes that that's true that's true <laughs> we're not fuck boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, but like also like when looking into that someone comment uh on not commented but someone wrote on one of the pages that i was researching that she has kind of like the 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 siren lore like how she hypnotizes them or uh, i don't know like puts some kind of like puts them in some kind of trance to make them follow her type thing which oh. i would be like that would make sense like if you're like under some kind of like trance you're not thinking for yourself you know you're gonna do what she tells you to that's true you're not just gonna leave but still yeah that just means you were a fuckboy to begin with because right <laughs> why were you out at midnight wandering well, exactly the streets? what were you doing why aren't you at home yeah you had no business being out there by yourself should have been home <laughs> but anyways you know, they're just going to their friend's house. Wink, wink. I'm going to read uh, the, remember the thing that I texted you that I found her description. Oh, yes, it's good. <laughs> In some stories, they go into further detail, saying when they she fully reveals herself, she has saggy breasts that go down to her knees. And you can tell she is after you because with each step she takes, her breasts make a clapping sound. That's 
that's bad. She breastfed and CPTO too long. <laughs> she did. You could tell. She wasn't that horrible of a mother. Right. She yeah, did some at least, good. At least she nursed him. At <laughs> least. <laughs> That's clearly written by a man, though. Yeah, she this whole this whole um, myth or her she is she was written by a man. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way a woman was like sitting down in the fireplace telling her grandchildren this. Oh yeah, and she had the you. That's how you know she comes after you or she's hunting you. You hear this clapping sound coming after you. Yeah, like there's no way. No. I was like, when I was like researching that, I was like, what on earth does Christina have been looking into? I didn't even see that description of her. Like I read like five different articles and nothing mentioned, mentioned that at all until you showed it to me. And then I looked more and I was like, oh my God, no. Yeah. Like all the artists, like if you look up La Siguanaba on Google, you'll see these artist renditions. There's many of them and they all draw her this way, you know, horse face, saggy, very, very saggy breasts. I'm going to post these pictures of her as well on our Instagram. By the way, like viewer discretion is advised because (laughs) if you have kids. Don't look at pictures of La Siguanaba near them. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go into the um, word origin and I practiced, I practiced these words. You got this. They're indigenous and they're very hard to say. Well, some of them. It has some origins in Nahuatl words, like the word siwatl, meaning woman, siwanak or siguanak, meaning concubine, in the Quiche Maya, siwan, meaning cliff. And that one makes sense because we were talking about in Guatemala, she lures them off cliffs. So that would make sense. In another Guatemalan dialect, uh, siwanaba just means naked woman. In Mexico, she is associated with the Aztec goddess of death, Mictecasihuatl. Siwanaba takes the role of something similar to a grim reaper and punishes people for their wrongdoing. This also makes sense because they say that it goes after unfaithful men. So she probably like punished them for their wandering eye. When you find your man cheating, send him to Los Campos in Guatemala or Salvador and be like, have a fun trip, sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) Fund the trip so La Sigonava can find them. (laughs) I'd be like, you know what, girl? Yes. Do your thing. Punish those I'm kind of on her side. I'm going to be honest here. Uh, Me too. Because I feel like, I feel like she was like forced. I don't know. I feel like there's something missing from this story. How are you going to say no to the son of a god and like I, I kind of feel like she never loved Yesun. i feel like she was almost forced into this relationship right. and we don't know but we're gonna rewrite the version yes <laughs> the new version. it has a lot of like um like medusa vibes remember when she was like so beautiful and then she was cursed you oh know my god i didn't even think of yeah you're right like you know like the same thing see well wet beautiful woman turns into Siwanaba, the ugly woman, which would also kind of like explain its um, colonial origin because at this time they already knew, you know, Spanish already had access to the Medusa story. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she also has a lot of similarities depending on the version with uh, Yorona stories, the river, like being near water, um, looking for her son because that's also another thing like besides brushing her hair she's also roaming the countryside looking for her son Cipitio and yeah 
we'll go into it more in his episode, but he was cursed for life too, for the wrongdoings of his mother. For And his curse has something to do with like evading her and tricking her for eternity. And so she can't find him, but it's his purpose to like torment her almost. And that's like weird. That's messed up too. Like, how are you going to curse an innocent party? Like yeah. someone who had nothing to do with it. But we go again to that. Maybe there is some like, notion that he wasn't Yosun Yosun Yason 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 I was like I was calling it Jason <laughs> I was like let's just call it, it, it Jason. Like Jason honestly and you know in El Salvador a lot of times they take like these American ass names and spell them like that so like Jason would be Yason there's yeah. like William William <laughs> it is straight up a scene, like you have like English as names. So that's why Ye Soon like just remind me of Jason. I was calling him Jason because I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> so Jason. Yeah. <laughs> that's his new name, Jason. Yeah, he's Jason now. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it easier to pronounce. That's that was a hard name. And then I looked it up too and all I got was like these Japanese similar sounding names. So I was like, no, no. Uh, yeah, all these, I'm like looking at them like Spanish. So like I would look at it and just say, yay soon. Yay soon. Yeah, I had to read yes. it in Spanish. I was like, this is, I can't read this in English. It would be like a tongue twister to read it in English. So I was passing all the names through Spanish because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to correctly say the indigenous version of it because I don't speak Nahuatl or yeah. Quiche Maya at all. I know a few yeah, words. I can't even say it. <laughs> I know a few words. And in order for me to even say any of the names, I had to practice all week. I was like, this is how you say it. And, you know, it's beautiful for those who know how to speak it. For me, it sounds terrible, like coming out of my mouth. Same, same. <laughs> so I haven't tried. It's like, I'll just let you do this. <laughs> I'll I'll um I'll say the indigenous word. Yes. <laughs> Back to La Siguanaba. So I, I saw this other version where um, Yesun, so she she wants to get rid of, La Siguanaba wants to get rid of Yesun because, you know, she doesn't love him. And she's mm-hmm. having an affair with El Lucero de la Mañana, which, uh, again, I feel like, we're, like we mentioned, it's like a Spanish version of this story because he's not a, like, one of their gods. He's a Spanish god or a Christian, Christianity, whatever. Lucifer Morningstar, that's who he is. But so because she wanted to give him Yesun's throne, she poisons Yesun at like some party or festival. And then he turns into this giant monster and like kills everybody. Eventually, and he's like a two-headed monster. And then he kills everyone and um, they eventually take him down. And this is when Tla, Tlaloc, the, the god. Tlaloc. Yeah, uh, this is where he he finds out what happens to Yesun. And to avenge Yesun, he curses Siguet into Siguanaba after mm-hmm. this happens. That one was the Guatemalan version, right? I think. I think it's the... Or is it the um, Salvadorian? Salvadorian. There's like yeah. so many versions of this story. What, oh, oh, you... um. The counter curses. In most versions of the any story uh, from like any of the countries, in order to save themselves, men must bite their cross or a medalla. I think that's like a medal, like a uh, medallion. Thing. Medallion, yeah, yeah. Um, in other versions, they have to pull her hair 
And that's going to scare her into running away back into like a ravine, back into the river, back down the cliff. <laughs> that's going to work. She'll be like, oh, harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. She likes it, actually. What do you mean? <laughs> like all the things that she's gone through in her life, you think a little, you know, hair pulling is going to scare her off. No. It's like, no. <laughs> Who wrote, whoever wrote this version wanted meant to be caught by her. Let's be, <laughs> Let's be honest, yeah. She'll be like, okay. My absolute favorite way to save yourself from La Ciguanaba is to yell three times. And I'll, I'll say what it is in English after, but a man must yell, No te vas a ir, Maria, pate de gallina. No te vas a ir, Maria, pate de gallina. No te vas a ir, Maria, pata de gallina. <laughs> Which means... um. You're not leaving crabgrass, Maria. They have to say it three times. <laughs> like she's going to wait for you to say it. Like, hold on, hold on let me pause my attack. Wait, and what are you saying? Let me stop. I can't hear you. <laughs> let me just stop and give you time. Like, and no, these are so funny because it's like, I, I just think of her. She's just like, you know, like going for the attack. And then she's like, she sees you taking out your medallion or or doing this kind of curse. She's like, let me wait. Let me let me give this guy a chance. Like, she just stops like, oh. when you say these birds. Oh, but you, you know, she's like, uh, okay, let me give you a chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like if she's a really scary monster, like a true, like something horrendous, she's not going to wait for you to finish whatever you're saying or doing. She's just going to attack you before you finish. Maybe it's like right? you have to have a certain amount of distance, you know? Maybe oh yeah. See her Yell like, it from six feet apart. <laughs> Six feet, mouth covered, wearing your mask. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your mask and say this three times, six feet away from La Ciguanaba. <laughs> yeah, or just tell her you have the Rona. She'll probably just run away. That's true, yeah. She'll be like, no, thank you. I'm social distancing correctly. <laughs> yeah, if she can do it, you can too. You can too, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was another version of the legend where um, a man must bite a machete, a machete, mm -hmm. to get rid of her. And that just sounds like, I told my mom this version. She was like, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Like you're just going to bite this machete and, and cut yourself. Exactly. That was like, I was like, don't you have to check to make sure you're not going to hurt yourself? Like, hold on, let me find the, like, let me find that thick edge. Yeah. <laughs> and who has a, um, who always has a machete or medallion on them at all times? Right. Like, Back in these times, every Salvadorian had a machete. Not today though. My dad, his, I think it's his tío. But he would, he would like, he had like some mental health issues, but he would like chase him around with a machete. So oh, this is why I'm, I'm pretty sure you know, that also Dorian's had a machete. You know what's funny? House. <laughs> you know what's funny? One Halloween, me and Cynthia, you know Cynthia from, uh, we went trick-or-treating and, and we're trick-or-treating. I think it was by my, my house. And this guy dressed as, I want to say like Jason. He comes out with a butcher knife and starts chasing us down the street. I don't know if the butcher knife was real. It looked real. And I wasn't going to stop be like, let me check this guy's butcher knife. <laughs> let me bite this machete. <laughs> <laughs> bite this machete. But we ran. It was me, her, and her siblings. We are all like booking it. Like, nope, not today. While I was uh, researching Nasi Guanaba and I found someone, a Salvadorian person, they have like, a really big Instagram page. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Dichos de un Bicho. No, but they have a blog and the um, person like rewrote the the story and they're like, I, I don't like the whole like misogynistic uh, story behind La Ciguanaba. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to rewrite my own version. But in their version, 
they say that, um, and this is what their their grandma and his and the mom before that told them instead of the real the story that we just shared about mm-hmm. La Ciguanaba. But La Ciguanaba is an ancestor, a spirit that is tied to rivers. She was an indigenous woman and she was wronged by uh, men. And her duty is to protect women and punish the men who wronged them. So instead of like being this uh, vengeful spirit that's out to punish cheaters, she's a spirit of rivers and she protects the rivers and women. Oh, I like that. I like like that so much better. Because I was telling you, it sounded just like the Medusa story where because she was raped by Poseidon. And then she was cursed by Athena or whatever. It's again like misogyny, like. But I like that version. For me, I don't know. Let's see Guanaba and a bunch of other like La Llorona. I think she falls into this category too. But it's like uh, this belief that women cannot be trusted, right? Because she tricks uh little little kids into thinking it's a mom or or yeah their mom she tricks like sometimes there's another version of the story where uh men see their wives or girlfriends yeah and then she turns out to be this um not the wife or girlfriend but la ziguanaba so um yeah it's like women can't be trusted even though a man was also involved in her cheating on yesun right she was punished for it so yeah, women are like to be feared and women are vengeful is what I'm hearing here when I listen to this and like La Llorona and all these other stories. It's typical Latin America though. We're like, I love our culture, but our culture is very machista. Yeah. Very men only. It's it's terrible. I mean, it still happens. Look at all the femicides that are going on. Yes. Yeah. Still, I'm like, dude, you're... So, you have life because of a woman. You, yeah, exactly. You have daughters, yeah. you have sisters. Like how on earth can you still believe such an archaic way of thinking? Yeah, and this is why I'm on her side. <laughs> I know. And, and on top of that, she she punishes men who are just shitty people. What's not, yeah. what's not to like? I As a woman, right. I have nothing to fear from her. Yeah, like, exactly. She, like if you hear... um. The version that she doesn't like lure your children away, right? Mm-hmm. Just the men. Then I'm like all for it. I'm yes, Siguanaba. You need help. Do you need help? Can we get? Can we set up a hotline where girls can contact <laughs> you? Can you expand your business to the United States? Asking for a friend. <laughs> can Can you travel too? Because La Llorona apparently travels. There was like sightings of her in like Texas. So. Shut up. Yes, I saw some. I haven't researched her because we're. I think we should do an episode on her too because why not? Yeah, yeah, that's why. Like, I heard a retelling again on these, like, uh, you know, podcasters who are not Latinos retelling the story of the Yorona. And I was like, I have heard so many versions of this. Like, why are you just sharing this one saying you did the research? But there's yeah i feel like you should share more like we were, we've already shared uh, like three versions of la Ciguanaba. yes right and they only ever share like this one version where it demonizes the woman, woman. And i'm yeah. like you know what if my kids were like killed or whatever and i was the one left i'd be haunting everybody too i'd be pissed i'd be going after these men too i'd be like you know what no you're not safe yeah <laughs> no one is safe <laughs> no one is safe as a mom I could totally be like you know what if my kids ever like something like that ever happened I'm haunting everybody I see you're getting watch out you're getting haunted you 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 and you your children (laughs) 
<laughs> Everybody that passes by this river, you're getting haunted. Your little doggy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not the doggy. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> just sucks that a lot of these stories that are about women, they're always evil. And also, one thing that sucks too is that a lot of these like stories, the original story has been lost to history because of the Catholic priests that would burn these books or, you know, that would like completely force the indigenous community to change their views. So what the, you know, the original story that it came from, we may never know. That's true. We will. Yeah. And then even then years and years and years later, it's, they all get meshed together with their version of the story. Like in this, we see Lucero de la Mañana come in and that's not a, like what, thing that's a like christian christian very Spanish christian co- yeah colonialized story oh i heard too that the origins of the story was that co- colonizers um conquistadores whatever would use this story you know have these um Nahuatl, uh characters or indigenous characters as a way to scare the indigenous popul- population from like going out at night Wow. Like, yeah. Like, like a, a method con- of control. Control. Yeah. So I, I can't remember which website, but I read that somewhere that they think because, you know, like as we were saying, it has a lot of colonial um, influences in here. And they were like, it was probably a way to control the people. You know, you put some of their their religion in it and you tell them, oh, like this is what happens, this. And it's also weird, too, that she has a horse's face. I, I didn't see any stories of... um of modern day sightings did you find any i didn't find any no i tried to search about sightings and no uh, just the story but uh, trying to search about la ciguanaba it just kept bringing stuff up about la llorona yeah these are two different things they're not the same yeah they have similar uh you know things within them but yeah i think they're totally different like the only part of mexico that she has her story in is the part that's close to guatemala yeah nowhere else in mexico do they like even acknowledge like know who she is really no because my mom had no idea and she's from jalisco yeah that's and that's like in the central part kind of so yeah this is more like a like the area that the areas that it does you know exist very commonly it has um, a very mayan population like i think that's everything on la ciguanaba to be honest i mean like everything in this short amount of time that we could discuss <laughs> yeah what what stories did your dad have that you were talking about was it about el cipitillo yeah yeah oh, more about him I when i asked wait. him about um i asked him about la ciguanaba and he was like uh i mean what's there to say everybody knows who she is we all know someone who's seen her i'm like well that that's what i want to know and he's like that's it that's all i have I'm like, it's like we a cousin of a cousin of a cousin of a friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> always like yeah. that like nobody ever has i would have like ran for the hills though i would have you know if it's late at night especially in like you know a lot of these campos, you, it's dark. It's like pitch black, you guys. It's scary. I would have been like, oh, look at a naked woman in the middle of the road. Like, no, thank you. Again, if I was walking in the middle of the street and like nobody else was there and I was by a river and there was somebody over there brushing their hair naked, I'd be like, why are you out? I'm going to, I'm going to go. But I'm, I'm these, these men with wandering eyes can't help. They can't say all. no. Yeah, they can. They need the they need, they need the groupie system, you know. Like girls, when we go somewhere together, it's like, oh, let's go to the bathroom. The whole 
group is going, the whole posse. Men, <laughs> men need to do these two whenever they're out in the campos. Yeah, yeah. Like take uh, your, oh, all your my child is is waking up. Okay. We can um wrap this up, I think. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spooky Tales. Next episode, we're gonna talk about La Ciguanaba's son, El Cipitio. Or my dad says Cipitillo. I don't know. Cipitillo. I don't know. Is it um I don't know how to say it. I've heard El Cipitillo. That's about it. That's how I read it when I'm looking at it. But yeah, he kept saying El Cipitillo the whole time. So he's probably saying it right. Yeah. And I'm probably saying it wrong. <laughs> Me too. He's from, he's from Los Angeles. Yeah, so he's probably saying it right. We're the we're the ones in the wrong who can't pronounce anything. Sorry. Yeah. This was fun. Yes, I can't wait to freak myself out like later this week as I research. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.